Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation by the grace of God. We've done 26 books of the Bible and uh, today we will start our 27th book and that's the book of Daniel. And uh, if you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to visit all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, you can also check on our website, BibleIndepth.com, everything about the network. You'll find it there. And uh, today we want to start on the book of Daniel. Uh, we had quite a discussion from Ezekiel. It was quite a long uh, book to handle. And uh, here when we get back to Daniel, we are entering still history or time of captivity. And uh, Daniel is part of those people that are taken into captivity from Judah, to be specific. And that is in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, Ezekiel also was part of the captivity in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel too is part of the captivity in the time of Nebuchadnezzar and uh, he is in Babylon. And it starts by saying, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Yeah, uh, Jeconiah or Je- Jehoiakim, if we may call him here, is uh, reigning for three years, and after that, they are taken into captivity. This we looked into when we were handling uh, these books. And uh, the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. And uh, that is a statement that some people might say, how can God do that? How does God give you into the hands of uh, what you would call an enemy? How does God give you into the hands of somebody to take you captive, to torture you, uh, to take you from your land. But here it's clear because of how Israel was and what Israel did and the matter of life or manner of life that Israel was going through or living that did not please God. God gave them lots of opportunities, by the way. He gave them lots of chances. Hey, transform, change, walk in a different manner. And they did not listen. And it's for that matter that he gives them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, into the hand of a captor. And that's a very tricky place to go. It's a very hard place to be. David once asked, let me fall in your hands. Because if you're taken or given into the hands of the captor, it is tough. Because God is merciful if he's the one that is doing the the correction, it can be it can be hard, by the way. But also, it can also be a bit uh, fair enough or gracious at one point. When David asked for that, a plague was sent. And uh, for, 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 for him, the, yes, it killed thousands. But God was eventually merciful and said, okay, let me stop this. And now he hands them over, because of their actions, into the hands of a captor. And he didn't just hand them over, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. 
And this word, the vessels of the house of God, is brought here clearly. So we know they are also taken during that time. Because later on in the book of Daniel that we are doing right now, we shall see where they come in. Yeah, And he brought them to the land of Shina, to the house of his God. The house of his God, the God of uh, Babylon at that time is Madak. Yeah? And he brings them to the house of his God and he brought the vessels into the sanctuary of his God. These are holy vessels. Yeah? But they are brought and placed in the presence of a small God, Madak. And uh, this shows you how much Israel had fallen. This shows you how much, remember, um, such vessels and how precious they are that now they're sitting before a god of Babylon, Madak, and these do not represent well. These do not uh, bring out the Israel we know, the original we know, that which uh, was strong and fighting nations and bringing them down and doing mighty things, witnessing miracles, fighting wars. Right now they've been taken captive, including all their vessels, and they've been taken before a small god. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom was not defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and, and, and discerning knowledge, and who had the ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered him to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. Now, from chapter, from verse 3 of uh, chapter 1, there appears to be a change when you get through the history of jo Josephus, who is the great Israelite historian who writes the details of things that happened. This now, verse 3, is not jo Jehoiakim or Jeconiah as king. This is the time of Zedekiah. Zedekiah, remember, when Jeconiah is taken out of power, uh, Nebuchadnezzar places Zedekiah as the king of Judah, or the leader of Judah at that time, and he pays tribute to Babylon. He's a puppet king, like we found that name to use for him. And when it is given to Zedekiah to lead, at after some time, he starts to rebel against Nebuchadnezzar, and then Israel then, or Judah at that, at, in that sense, is also uh, taken into captivity. The generation of Zedekiah, of course, is also taken, and people are taken, and then a governor starts to rule Gedaliah. But now, in verse 3, this, according to the historian Josephus, this is now the reign of Zedekiah. And when they're talking, some of the royal family members or nobles, this is where Daniel falls. He is a relative. He is related to Zedekiah. And he goes in that second captivity. He's taken in that uh, group that is taken uh, by Nebuchadnezzar. You remember that group included the Zedekiah, everybody, the royals. Also, by the way, Jeremiah was part Prophet Jeremiah was part of that group that was taken. So, in this group, includes Daniel. And the king says, I want those special ones. You know, there are always people who have that uh, special 
thing about them who are wiser yeah who understand who are intelligent and the king says i want those to be picked out of this group that has come with zedekiah i want them to come and be taken off the rest given special treatment because i want them to serve in my kingdom and he says they will teach them the language of the Chaldeans, the language of Babylon, that is Aramaic. They need to teach them, uh, switch from Hebrew, learn Aramaic. That's what they're told. The king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from their wine, which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service so he says take them aside i want them to eat the best food this group or delegation of these that seemed intelligent good looking and wise was not going to suffer practically that's what it means they've gone into captivity but because of those attributes they have the nobility uh, bit of it the fact that they also have all this with them they were not going to suffer they were going to live in a bit more privileged position. And they were going to eat well. Hmm? They were going to drink wine. They are going to be there for three years being taken care of. This reminds me a bit of the case of Esther. Yeah, When you uh, read in the book of Esther, the girls all, uh, that were taken um, from all over the empire and were taken in a place in the palace of the king taken care of for over a whole year, they would just wake up. It's like it was spa day for each of each of them every day. Every day seemed like a spa day for those girls, Esther and those that she was with. And they were taken care of for a whole year. They were fed in the right way. They were given the right diet. They looked beautiful. They would work on their skin, work on their hair, treat every bit of them. It was spat. They give them a massage. It was practically preparation for them to stand before the king. And when the time came, they would bring one by one until the king um, was pleased by Esther and her beauty. Now, it's more or less the same thing that happens here. Go take these men, these young men, prepare them for me. Let them eat well. Let them be taken uh, good care of. Remember, they're already good looking. Here he was specific that they need to be good looking. They need to be handsome. Yeah, because the king, I think when he, people were coming to stand before him, he put that into consideration. How do you look? So he got the best, and now they're taken, being taken good care of. They have, they eat well. They are being taught the language. They are being uh, knowledgeable in the things that he would want them. To know now among them from the sons of Judah, like we said, were Daniel, yeah, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials assigned new names to them. Now, when they've come and they are going to be under uh, something of uh, royal consideration, they cannot retain their Hebrew names. They can't retain the names they had back home in Judah. No, they are given names according to Babylon. And Daniel, he assigned the name Belshazzar. To Hananiah, he assigned the name Shadrach. To Mishael, he assigned the name Meshach. 
unto Azariah, he assigned the name Abednego. So they took on Babylon names. Yeah, that is Belshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the names we know mostly and say mostly. Um, for many of those, we don't use it, apart from Daniel. But many of these, we keep using these newly acquired names. Yeah, But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. Hmm? Because he felt, yeah, these privileged positions, it doesn't go well with me. Yeah, uh, we've been taken into captivity. It looks like a, a, a privileged position that have been uh, separated from the rest of the of my fellow captives, but I don't want this treatment. This wine they give us to drink, I do not want it. Hmm? I have a stand. I have a representation of my God. This food they are giving us, I don't want. So, it was uh, practically a position he takes that I don't want to defile myself. It doesn't imply that the food was bad. No? But uh, a decision he makes personally, uh, given in given where he comes from and the God he serves and how he feels he needs to stand for God. That I've been brought to uh, get into this special privileged group that will almost be part of the leadership of Babylon. But for me, as Daniel, I am not going to defile myself. I am not going to be, because such treatment can get your head off the cause. It can get your head off the worship of the Almighty God. Because remember, they've been brought before the God of Babylon, Madoc. Now, for him, he says, if I get so soaked into this privileged treatment I'm getting, then it can wash my head. It can take me off my God. And you know, there are some tricks. Uh, then there are some events and scenarios in life that you need to be care- very careful of because they can take you off the service of God Almighty. They can take you off the direction of God. It starts small. Huh? It can be the workplace, the place you work, the nature of job you do. And slowly by slowly, it takes you away from the focus of the Almighty God. It takes you away and you need to choose and make a decision that I'm not going to defile myself with such a life because it can take me off the worship of God. That's the type of man here we're talking about in Daniel. He says... I'm not going to let myself be defiled because it can start with good food, take the wine, then before you know it, is bow before our gods, bow before our gods, bow before this madak that we give, the one that we believe in. And because your mind has been washed with all the wine and food, then you'll start to fall into the culture of worshipping other gods. Now God granted... Um, Daniel, favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. This issue of finding favor and compassion and grace is key for every single person in life. And we need to always ask God that he gives us favor above the rest. Compassion, grace, above the rest. Because the people that he's gaining favor over, this is a commander of officials. 
How does that happen? May God give us favor in the places we work. May God give us favor in the communities. When we apply for jobs, may God give us the favor. May we be seen, because it's very key, when God has favored you, things start to fall in place. Now, Daniel gets the favor. And the commander of the officials say to Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the youths? He's telling him, okay, you've brought your issue before me, and I understand. But why would the king now see your faces looking more haggard than the youth who are your own age? Yeah? The meaning of the word haggard, when someone looks haggard, it's it's like they have a tired expression, yeah? And their eyes are look look like they are sunken. Or there is a shadow on them, especially because they are ill or they've not had enough sleep. Now he's saying, this request you're making to me, you're going to look pale, like you're not deep being taken care of, and the king will notice. Yeah? And uh, then, you would make me forfeit my head to the king. Of course, the issue was with kings when they are not happy. They would ask for your head. The official is saying, you want the kid, the king to ask for my head because I'm not taking good care of you? Hmm? Is that what you want, Daniel? But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the command of the officials had appointed over him, Hanania, Mashael, and Azaria, please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food. And deal with your servants according to what you see. Daniel is saying, we don't need the choice food. Give us vegetables. We don't need the wine. Give us water. Give us that. That's how we shall eat. Me and my three friends. That's how we want to eat because we want to keep sane for the Lord. Friends, food can cause trouble. Food. There are people who have lost uh, their sense of self because of food. There are people who have been taken for granted. Ladies who because of food eating in the best uh, eating place in town, because of food, they end up uh, entering sexual immorality. Because of food, food can cause you to lose focus. This is not something Daniel and his friends are considering because the rest are eating and eating, and before you know it, they will bow before the God of Babylon. This one say, we are not defiling ourselves in any of that sort. So, they say, give us vegetables, we shall eat, and give us water. Yeah? That will be okay for us, and we shall not look bad. You shall compare us after 10 days and see if we look bad. And this is where we get uh, much of what's called the Daniel first um, that we know of today, yeah, where you have to let go of some foods and say, I'm not going to eat this and that and this and that, and uh, that's called a Daniel fast. It speaks from this, where these guys said, we will not eat the choice food, but we will only eat vegetables and water. So, what does the official do? He listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days, he said, let me give these guys vegetables. Hmm? 
and uh, we see how they come out to be. Give them carrots, give them green pepper, give them onions, give them tomatoes, give them some greens, spinach. Hmm? Let's see if they will look good. At the end of 10 days, their appearance seemed better and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. Now, to you, vegetables may not look like they can make you look good and better than the person who eats meat. But when God is with you, you can look good even with a list of things. Have you ever met somebody who was little but they seem blessed? Have you ever met somebody who has no money but they look good? It's because there's something else that makes you better. You know, sometimes we want to think it's about the things you have that will give you the identity. But with God, you can get identity. With God, you can have purpose in life, the character that you're seeking for. With God, it can take you far. Now these men, they were not eating chicken. They were eating spinach. But they looked better than the people eating chicken. Of course, when you sit down and check the uh, the health bit of it, they were eating healthy, yeah? And that was improving their skin. But also, they had something else within them. They had some other attributes with them. And that is God on their side, God within, alongside the health benefits of vegetables and water probably. But they looked better than those that were eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued with, to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. Why does the overseer do this? These men have favor before him. When you have favor before men, everything falls in place. This guy is risking his head for the case of these three men. This guy is saying, it's okay. I will do it for you. But I am risking my life. When God has picked you out and he has decided that I have blessed you, I have prospered you. You will receive favor before men. And this official has forgotten the fact that if they get to know that he's not giving these men the food that he's giving to the rest, the wine that he's giving to the rest, it will cause trouble. Of course, he will say they look good, so I'll pass. But still, that is favor. May God give us favor. May God give us favor before men. May we go to ask for a job. And there is something special about you that God will say, let it be theirs. May we go to buy land. And it is competed for by everybody in the town. And God will decide and say, those who are before, those who are supposed to sell it will look at you and say, this is the man to have it. This is the woman to have it. It is favor. We need favor in life. We need favor that people can trust you with resources, that somebody can trust you with their finances and say, you take care of that project for me. Take care of that work for me. Whatever you say, I believe. Whoever you choose, I believe. That is the favor we need in life. And may God give us the grace to make sure that we can be able to maintain the trust that we've got. Sometimes we are favored and we take things for granted. Sometimes God has blessed you and given you opportunities that nobody else has and we take it for granted. And you mess it up 
and you've been given projects and you play them in any way you want because you've been favored. Favor can be lost. If Daniel now starts to say, okay, let's stop eating the vegetables as well. Let's just drink water. And he starts to look bad. And he starts not to look well taken care of. The favor can die with the official. But they have had favor. And that's what I pray for, even for our lives, that we are favored in all ways before men. They got this favor. And now he lets them to continue to eat and drink in the manner they see fit as uh, these guys. As for these four youths, that's key for us to note. These are not old men. These are young men. These are youth. There is a belief that we always carry that youth cannot make good decisions. That youth, their minds are still too young to make decisions that matter. As the rest were eating, there were four young men who made the right decision, according to themselves. There is something you can do in your youthfulness. There is a good decision you can take in your youthfulness. You can make a big decision as a young man. And it's good for your future. Let's not listen to people who always say that youth are wasted. No, you're not part of those that are wasted. You're the good youth. You're not part of those who have no plan for life. You're the one who has a good plan for your life. You're not the one whose character is lacking. No, you're the one with the best character. So these were four youth. They were not old men. These four youth, God gave them knowledge. Huh? And intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Skip for us to see. For those who set themselves apart, who focus on God, God gives you something. And to this, he gave knowledge and intelligence. Listen, in every, every keyword, every branch of literature and wisdom. Everything about Babylon they knew. Everything that they needed to know. Every bit of wisdom they had. And God gave it to them. Why? Because they decided to set themselves apart. Not to be taken for granted. Not to be compromised. Not to be manipulated. Not to let affairs of the world. When you let those things out. When we kick out worldly affairs. When we kick out worldly standards. Those manipulations that come with it. yeah, The conflicts that can arise with it. When we kick that out of our lives, God gives you something. God sets you apart from the rest. There were many they chose, but these four, the Bible says, God gave them knowledge and intelligence. It's these four that set themselves apart. From the decision they make, when you set yourself apart, God gives you something. God sets you apart. And that can have the connection with the Daniel first as well, that when you set some things out, some of... You, cont- you, you decide and say this, I will not eat. They chose vegetables and water, and God gave them something. You can make a decision on something, even if, even if it's not just about food, but the way you, you talk to people, your attitude towards others, yeah? the way you respond in your community, God can give you something. If you change that heart, sometimes it's not wanting the best for others, you change and start wanting the best. God will give you something. God always rewards you for that which you do. And if it is in his line, 
If you do good, he will reward you with goodness. So he gave them knowledge and intelligence. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Now, there's a a specific thing here. There are four, but of the four, one of them, who is Daniel, even understood all kinds of vision and dreams. That was now special. Among those that God gives, there are those he gives a lot more. There are those he gives something more special, a higher status. And Daniel is one of those. He was able to understand all visions and dreams. There are people God has gifted in that. That they dream, they understand, they have visions, they interpret. Now this he gives to Daniel because it was going to be useful for him in the time to come. Things God gives you now have a purpose. There is a time that that wisdom is going to help. There is a time that that compassion you have is going to help. There is a time that that favor you have is going to help. There is a time with whichever gift God has given you, it's going to come out and fight for you. It is your gift that paves the way for you. It is your gift that helps you stand before kings. And this specific gift we're being told here, knowing and understanding all kinds of visions and dreams at one point, as we shall see in the near future, we'll be letting Daniel stand before the greatest man in the world at that time, a leader of an empire at that time. Then at the end of the days, which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. Three years have passed. Three years are gone. These guys have eaten vegetables and water for three good years. And now they are set before Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and out of them all was none found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. When you set yourself apart for God, you come out the cream. You come out the best. It's this for that the king chooses. As for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his realm. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. They stood before the king and they got favor and they were picked as the best because they set themselves apart for the glory of God. And we are told they were better than all magicians, conjurers. These were the cream. Now, if they tell you they are better than all in the realm, they are telling you they were better in the whole world because this guy was ruling the whole world. He was the superpower then. So in the whole world, there was none better than these four men. And that is because of the decision they made and how focused they were for youth. Youth were the best in the whole world in this field. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. Of course, when they say Cyrus the king, they imply he continued in such great position until the empire of Babylon was overthrown by the Persians because Cyrus the king belonged to the Persian empire. So when they say he continued till the time of Cyrus the king, they imply for the rest of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, 
Daniel was your go-to guy. He was a guy who would understand the visions, understand the dreams, and was filled with all the wisdom that you can ever find. Why? He was a young man focused on God. Focus on God and you'll see his goodness. Focus on God and he will give you that which will set you apart from all men. Because he's a rewarder of those who are faithful to him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for your direction. And we pray that you help us, guide us, and lead us all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.